Hello and welcome back to Podcast Interference. Oh, one more week to go until the playoffs. How are you, how are you feeling, Jack? We got a little cheeky win in there last week. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still very much alive in our Dynasty League, as we'll discuss in a bit. So all all down to the last week, I'll, I thrive on the pressure, so fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean... I was I was watching that matchup with great interest. Uh, it's kind of a battle between you and Lewis now. So one of you will enter and one of you will fall short, and it'll be <laughs> exciting to see how that pans out this this next week. Um, but we'll talk about that towards the end of the show as usual. And instead, we should probably dive in with the top ten. Uh, and we have someone at the top of this list who we have not seen before this year, uh, this high up uh, at number one. And that is George Kittle, who had an absolutely fantastic game. Uh, one rushing attempt for five yards, and then he had nine receptions on 12 targets for 181 yards and two touchdowns for 42 points altogether. So for a tight end, I mean, oh, yeah. you, you can't ask for better. Yeah, it was, a, it was a monster day from Kittle. Obviously, any Kittle drafters have been hoping this day would come all season through injury. He finally got that big game performance. Um, you know, he is when he's on his day, he's the second best tight end in the league, obviously behind Kelsey. So hopefully a few more days to come as people push into the playoffs. Yeah, um, and it's it's just good to see him back in the in the top ten yeah. and back doing doing his thing. So, I mean, he, he's not been too active this year, but even you know he's he's put up some decent performances even with his little injury stint he's still number 3 in standard and number 6 in PPR so that is mental. you know with with a performance like that obviously that's that's ticked him up in the rankings for for sure so uh, i mean that's like a you'd be happy with what 13 14 points from a tight end and he's he's put yes, like four three or four times that so <laughs> yeah he's he's done really well uh next up uh, i knew we had to talk about this at some point and i didn't want to <laughs> Uh, Justin Jefferson, uh, who played exceptionally well on a oh. Vikings team that lost to the Lions. Uh, we've got one rushing attempt for four yards, 11 catches on 14 targets, 182 yards, so just beating uh, Kelsey oh. by the one yard there, and a touchdown. And he also had a passing attempt. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's talk about Justin Jefferson. We can we can glaze over on the Vikings stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I mean Jeff- Jefferson was fantastic. Um, he-, he really is that, you know, top five elite receiver in the league now. Obviously, massive shame that the Vikings didn't win. Cost me hundred and twenty quid. Um, but um, it's not the game you think would game. go any other way, is it? No, as well. Ev- every other game I called except the one that I thought would be the banker. Uh, but yeah, Jefferson was fantastic as always. Yards after the catch, big plays. Obviously, he really is Kirk Cousins' go-to target. Obviously, Thielen had a quiet game and then went out, I believe. Um, so yeah, yeah I mean, if, if Jefferson's yeah. Jefferson's the number one, so he's going to be like this for the rest of the season and for for ten years to come. Hopefully, even if the Vikings are bad, Jefferson is someone you can rely on every <laughs> single week. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to remember that we. <laughs> The, the main source of points in fantasy is, is offensive points. And the yeah. Vikings' offense played well. You can't yeah, say yeah. they didn't. You know, they no. put up a lot of points, 27 Cousins points. Was fantastic. Uh, so the the offense wasn't the problem. It was the defense that was the problem. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think it's, from a fantasy perspective, it, it doesn't really matter if you win or lose. Um, it's just you nope. want the decent players. And, and as you say, Jefferson is, is that, and he will be Top for a long five. time. 
number three, um, a bit of a bit of a drop off here of uh, four points, I think. Uh, no, five points uh, is Deontay Johnson. He got thirty-two points altogether, and that was on eight receptions from eleven targets, one hundred and five yards, and two touchdowns. So, um, yeah, Johnson hitting hitting the old top ten. He's he's pretty reliable. He usually does well. Yeah, John Johnson's. He's. I'm a big fan of Deontay Johnson's. Um, anyone who's a Pittsburgh fan or an owner of a Pittsburgh player was a bit worried going into the fourth quarter, but then out of nowhere, Roethlisberger rolls back the years with 17 points in the in the fourth quarter and obviously two touchdowns to Johnson. So yeah, he was fantastic. This wasn't a game I thought would be this close. Um, but yeah, I mean, Johnson is by a mile the best receiver on the team. So yeah, more to come from him, I think, even if it's not Big Ben we see next year. Yeah, it's interesting to see how he's progressed since the off-season. A lot of people were kind of saying, you know, he's got a very high drop rate. He's not reliable. Uh, but but obviously there's chemistry between uh, Big Ben and, and Deontay, and, and that's kind of what you what you need. So, yeah, he got the volume, and uh, he got the two touchdowns to boot, which really threw his points up there. Uh, next up, we've got another wide receiver, uh, Chris Godwin, who played pretty damn well. 31 points, one rushing attempt for nine yards. 15 catches uh, on 17 targets so he was a bit of a target hog there uh, for 143 yards the only thing missing from his tally is a touchdown yeah I mean obviously if he got the touchdown you know perfect week he's he's in that top three but yeah 15 catches is an insane amount the Buccaneers obviously were throwing the ball a lot Brady had 51 pass attempts 38 completions the bulk of it going to Godwin so uh, yeah on this week Godwin happens to be the receiver that comes out on top uh, it might be different next week next week but in that offense one of them's going to be in the top 10 each week yeah I think obviously Antonio Brown not being around has definitely helped that's um, helped. and it's 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 kind of more of a two horse race again now I guess uh, but Godwin obviously was the one to to back this week uh, next up, our only rookie of the top 10, uh, and our first running back as well, actually, to mention, uh, it's Javante Williams, who's yes. really coming into his own. Uh, fantastic week from him. Uh, he had 30 fantasy points altogether, and that's on 23 rushing attempts for 102 yards, who broke the 100-yard mark in a single game, which is great to see from a rookie. Uh, he also had nine targets, six catches for 76 yards, and a touchdown, so it was definitely a dual threat there. Uh, on the ground and in the air. Yeah, Williams is he's, he's one of the main reasons I'm excited as a Broncos fan. Um, he can catch. He just runs through people. He still leads the league in in force missed tackles. Um, obviously, as as Gordon, I know he's injured this week, but as Gordon starts to take more of a back seat, I think Williams is going to be you know he's going to be a top ten back certainly next year. I think if he gets the if he gets the bulk of the workload, he's proved he can handle it now. I mean, he's he's number nineteen in PPR scoring, um, and that's off the back of very you know, happy with a, that. a lot of you know. If you look at this week, he had seventy eight percent snap percentage, and and he put up these numbers. Yep. Before that, his highest percentage was fifty eight, which was last week. Then we go down to fifty seven, and then we're in the forties for the pr- prior week. So, mm-hmm. even though he's only taken half the snaps, he's still a nineteen number nineteen. Uh, running back, he's you know he's an RB two solidly an RB two really in in twelve fourteen man leagues, uh, and that's that's with a reduced workload. So if he keeps it up as he's going, obviously he's the RB one this be week. Special. 
Exactly. Uh, you know, you'd be you'd be forgiven for for cursing your choice of Christian McCaffrey over Javante Williams <laughs> come come the playoffs. Um, given the way that's gone um, but we won't dwell on that for all those uh, CMC owners uh, next up we've got uh, T Higgins it's very wide receiver heavy uh, top 10 this week um, and he, he he did really well as well, uh, 30 points uh, that's on 9 catches from 14 targets, 138 yards and a touchdown so just all round solid performance from T Higgins there yeah, um, another one where the, the Bengals were dreadful, but Higgins was absolutely fantastic. Um, with Higgins and Chase, Joe Burrows really got some fantastic options. Um, it could be either of them going off each week, and I, I must admit Higgins these last these last couple of weeks has really come along. Uh, nine for 138 this week and a touchdown, six for 144 and a touchdown last week. Um, Chase has obviously taken a back seat, but Higgins is Higgins is still there, um, and he is capable of putting up these these types of weeks. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it, it's a great situation for the Bengals having oh, yeah. having their wide receiver core as it is. Um, it's it's quite similar to the books, I guess, in that you can't necessarily trust one uh, Cincinnati wide receiver over the other, but you, you know you, you're going to get some pop offs, uh, at least several pop offs in a season, given the way that they're playing. Uh, next up, we've got another tight end. It's not often we get two of these in the top ten. Uh, Dallas Goddard, who played really, really well. Um, he's really coming to his own uh, since uh, Zach Ertz has left the, the Eagles. And this was with uh, with a new quarterback under centre in uh, Gardner, Gardner Minshew. Love the who guy. put up some decent points, scarily, for all those Hurts owners. Um, so he had six targets. He had six catches. And that's for 105 yards and two touchdowns. So he was the safety blanket for uh, for Minshew, and by God, did that pay off? Yeah, I, I watched quite a lot of this game because I just I wanted to see how Gardner did. Um, and obviously, the first two touchdowns went to Goddard. Uh, Gardner was fantastic, and he, he did seem to have that that chemistry and connection early on with the tight end. So if if Hertz misses a little more time, um, and Minshew keeps going, then obviously Goddard's gonna gonna shoot up a lot of people's rankings. I'm not saying for one second I would I would start Minshew over Hertz. I think that'd be that'd be ridiculous. Hertz deserves the job. Um but interesting to keep an eye on. Yeah, yeah. And it, it was a slightly different Eagles offense as well, you know. The 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 passing game was I would say maybe improved. I don't I mean they were against <laughs> They were against an easier opponent. It would have been nice to have seen Jalen Hurts in that situation because yeah, I feel I like he would have Hurts thrived. Would have popped off. Yeah, we can't forget that they were playing the Jets. It would have been, yeah. <laughs> it would have almost been bad to have not seen at least one Eagles player in this top ten, given that information. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, but still it was it was good. And uh, Jake Elliott as well. Just just as a kind of side note, seventeen points from uh, Jake Elliott. He oh, was absolutely hitting those field week. goals away, and the extra points as well. Uh, so a good good week for the Eagles, and then we have Kyler Murray, our first quarterback, I believe, of the top ten. Nice um, to see him back. It is nice to see him back because it's been it's been a while. Five, How many games we had with the bye week? Bye week last week, then three uh, three yeah. missed weeks. So it's uh, yeah, four 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 weeks in the season. It's uh, you know a quarter of the season without him essentially, which it's pretty hard uh, hard going for anyone who drafted him highly. Um, he had uh, 10 rushing attempts for 59 yards and 2 touchdowns which is very typical of him Beautiful. and then he only had 15 passing attempts 
uh, 11 completions for 123 yards and a further two touchdowns. So quite a modest uh, yardage, um, but mm. obviously very efficient with the with the with whatever he was given with four touchdowns on on that. I mean, what is that? 123 plus 59. So, yeah, you're sort of looking at 170 yards. Yeah. And four touchdowns in 170 yards is it's quite crazy. Yeah, I mean, he was, I think, in general, the Cardinals obviously seem to seem to run the ball a lot more in this one. Um, not quite to the extent the Patriots did, but we'll, we'll probably get onto that later. Um, but, yeah, Murray coming back, this is a fantastic first week back from injury. You know, four total touchdowns. The Cardinals are still 10-2, and two, even though he's missed four games. So, yeah, um, expecting to see Murray in the top 10, um, certainly a few more times before the end of the season. Yeah, I agree completely. <clears throat> uh, next up, our second quarterback at the top 10 is Tom Brady. He had uh, one rushing attempt for minus one yard. Was that a victory formation kind of thing? Um, did he, I believe did so. Did he take a knee? I would assume so. Uh, then we have uh, 51, 51 passing Crazy. attempts. 38 completions, 368 yards, and four touchdowns. So the man was busy. Yeah, I mean, what can you say about him? It's, it's getting crazy now. He's, you know, 40, 44 years old. Uh, doesn't look like slowing down at all. He, he's still throwing 300 yards plus a game. 51 attempts is just a, is a crazy amount, but still very accurate as well. He doesn't look like he's showing any signs of slowing down. Um and if this if the Bucks offense keeps cooking, it's it's going to be behind Brady. So even at that age, he's he's still going to really be top ten. Certainly, quarterbacks most week. Yeah, I mean that's it. Fifty one attempts. You could say, oh well, anyone <laughs> anyone anyone can attempt to throw the ball fifty one times, but it's the thirty eight completions, as you say, the accuracy is there. Um, yeah, you can't really fault that performance at all. Um, and then next up, we've got our final entry. And it's good to see this guy back as well. Uh, David Montgomery, who had a great game. 28 points, uh, 21 rushing attempts for 90 yards and a touchdown. And then he was busy in the in the sort of receiving game as well. Uh, so he had nine targets, eight catches and 51 yards there. So yeah, very good to see Monty back. It's It's been a while since we've had a kind of top 10 performance uh, from him. He's obviously had the injury. Uh, he's kind of phased back in slowly against some quite tough opponents. Uh, mm. but, but obviously this time he's uh, he really went off and it's, uh, as I say, good to good to see him playing well again. Yeah, it's, it's nice to see because he's, he's been through a lot of the injury. Uh, the dreadful quarterback play doesn't help either. But I think the, the Bears should look at this and go, you know, Montgomery is their best offensive player you know, without a shadow of a doubt. So you've got to give him more touches, you know. That 30 touches, not 29 touches, is, is about where you'd want him, I believe. 21 carries, and he's great in the receiving game. So if the Bears have any chance of winning any games, it's got to go through Monty. Yeah, for sure. So that's our top 10 for this past week uh, that's just gone. Are there any other kind of exceptional uh, stats that you'd like to to bring up before we move on? I mean, yeah, obviously I briefly mentioned that not too fantasy relevant, just I it's pretty crazy that... Actually, I guess it is. Mac Jones, two of three for 19 yards. Yeah. Um, you might be thinking, what, he, he went injured first, first drive. No, that was the entire game. Patriots running it at 1.32 times in a row, I believe. Um, you know, vintage Belichick performance. Um, and on the flip side, you've got to be concerned for Josh Allen, I think. I, I'm assuming you agree. Yeah, it's. I mean, where is he? He's not the same yeah, guy. Yeah, that's is he? it. 
No, not at all. It's yeah. um, obviously windy conditions. I, I know the, the weather was atrocious, um, but you know, 15, 30, 150 yards. The, the game was there to be won, and he just seems to be coming up short in these big games. They're now one and four against teams with winning, winning records. Uh, the one win against the Chiefs. So yeah, um, bad for the Bills, and it's 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 bad for Allen fantasy owners as well. Yeah, I mean, he seems to be having a bit of a kind of good game, bad game at the minute. So since he's yeah. come back off his bye, we had a 28-pointer, then 8, nice. then 20, <laughs> then 15, then 26, and now 10. And it's like every every <laughs> other performance is not great. In spite of that, he's still number 3 overall, QB. You know, yeah. he's still... But, I mean, before the bye week, he had 15, 16, not great. Then he jumps to 37, then 19, then 37 again, then 28. So, before the bye, he was, you know, he was getting some top performances. But as you say, it's very much a, you don't know which Josh Allen is going to turn up. But the same case could be said for Pat Mahomes. And, I mean, (laughs) I would say that that Mahomes is, well, he's faring even worse, really. Um, You know, he's... Crikey. So in his last one, two, three, four, five, <laughs> six games, he's had one game that was over 13 points. Yeah, that's atrocious. That's like, that's concerning. The game that was over 13 points, don't get me wrong, was a 37 pointer. So it was very good. But six games, only one yeah. game over 13 points. Like, I'm worried not for Pat. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, the Chiefs. Uh, so yeah, they're, they're kind of the star guys from last year. You know, Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, they were in everybody's top two. Um, neither of them are in the top two. Um, so it's that's just the way that, that fantasy is, I suppose. But I don't think anyone could have predicted either of them not being where they, you know, you would expect them to be. Uh, Jalen Hurts is, fantasy-wise, a better quarterback than Pat Mahomes, oh, which yeah. you just can't, you can't get get with no, that, can you? No one put money on that. <laughs> no, um, but I guess that's just the way that it goes. So um, maybe this, I, th- I think especially with Pat, Pat Mahomes, I do feel like he is a better all-round quarterback than Josh Allen, but that's just just, just me. Mm, I, I think I think he'll bounce back. Uh, Josh Allen, though, I think the inconsistency is quite worrying. Um, he just needs yeah. to settle into a nice steady rhythm and, and I think people will be a bit happier. Owning him, not that you'd want to be trading him away by any stretch of the no, imagination. God, no. He's no. he's he's We're got too much yet. potential, <laughs> so we just want to keep an eye on. Um, any any other kind of standout um, performances or shocking performances um, that, um, that you were surprised by? Two two standouts for me. Um, the Rams in general. It was nice to see them dominate the Jags. Um, Cooper Cup again, eight for one twenty nine and a touchdown. Um, and then for anyone I know, in one league I picked him up and he did um, wonders for me. Sony Michelle, twenty four carries, yeah. one hundred and twenty yards and a touchdown, as well as three receptions. Anyone who's picked him up off the waivers will be will be very happy with that performance. Yeah, fantastic. Okay, um, well we went quick fire last week. We'll do it again. I'll fire some team names at you, and you can let me know what you think they're going to do. Um, starting with the Vikings and the Steelers for week 14. <laughs> Fun one for you, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think, like like, like we said, that the Vikings' offense isn't the problem. Cousins has been one of the one of the top eight best quarterbacks in the league this year. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's barely turning the ball over, and he's got weapons. The Steelers' defense, obviously, is a different animal. Um, you know, we, we've seen them all year. We've seen them do it to Lamar Jackson. Um, 
but it's, it's the Steelers' offense that worries me. I, I'd like to give the credit to the Vikings here. I think they will win this, um, but I'm not expecting, you know, 180 yards from Justin Jefferson in this one. I think it'll be a, a close-fought game, this, but I think I'll give the Vikings the edge in this one just because I, I don't trust Big Ben long-term. I mean, I feel like the Vikings have to win this one. I imagine yeah. that the... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Zimmer will be having a hell of a lot of pressure on his shoulders that will be yeah, leaking down the into seat. the team. Yeah. So he needs he needs a big win, or yeah, there's going to be uh, there's going to be some discomfort in the coming weeks. I think if uh, if this one doesn't go down well. Uh, next up, we've got the Jets and the Saints. Um, interesting one because the the Saints have have been dreadful since since Jameis Winston went down. Um, started five and two. Um. And then lost four on the bounce. Um, the Jets are also dreadful. Uh, I'm going to give the edge to the Saints this week. Um, and and I will say, as bad as he was against the Cowboys, I, I do think if you if you if you're desperate, or you need a pickup. I think Taysom Hill might have a decent fantasy game this week. Um, he rushed for over ninety yards last week. I know he had the four the four interceptions, but I, I think this could be a game. Uh, the Saints win, and if they do, I think he'll 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 play as well. Good assessment. Uh, next up, we've got the Panthers and the Falcons. Um, this is a yeah, pretty dire one for me. This uh, Pan- Panthers aren't very good. Um, just to reiterate again, I was right about Cam Newton. He's not. He's just. <laughs> he's just not very good anymore. I, I don't know how how else you can say. It. Last week was abysmal. Got benched. Can't see their offensive um, sort of game plan changing. CMC's out. So yeah, I'll I'll give the Falcons the win here. As much as I don't like Matt Ryan. He does have a couple of weapons in, in Pitts and, and Patterson, obviously, has been excellent all season. Uh, so, yeah, Falcons win. And, yeah, as always, Patterson is, is must-start for everyone. Yeah, definitely. And the next up, we've got the Texans and the Seahawks. Very excited for this one, uh, mainly because, obviously, nice to see Wilson back with a win last week against the Niners. Um, on a very Wilson-like performance with uh, 200 yards, a couple of touchdowns. Texans are dreadful, um, so I think anyone who's got Seahawks plays in this one, I think this is going to be a nice second game for Wilson to get back into. Um, so, you know, hope DK Metcalf, Lockett, back with some big performances in this one, because the, the Texans' offense just it, it isn't there. There isn't one. They're, 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 two, they're two and ten. They ain't going to do anything this week against the Seahawks, so I think you start your Seahawks players this week. Very good. Uh, next up, the Chiefs and the Raiders again. Rematch. Yeah, I have rematch. Obviously, this was the this was the thirty seven point game. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, That's correct. Mah- yeah, with Mahomes having five touchdowns, the Raiders also are in disarray. Um, after a decent start since all the head coach turmoil, um, obviously they've plummeted. Um, the win against Dallas aside, so yeah, I think I think the Chiefs will win this one fairly comfortably. Um, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say Mahomes gets back to at least twenty plus. I'm not saying thirty seven. But the, the Raiders' defense is is pretty bad, um. So yeah, I think Mahomes has it has quite a nice game here, as does therefore Kelsey and, and Hill. And uh, next up, we've got the Browns and the Ravens. Um, yeah, it's another interesting one because obviously the Ravens eked out the win last time these two met, which was only before the bye, I believe. So we're only two weeks ago. Um, Lamar Jackson has been there's no other way to describe it dreadful this season. Um, I know he's had a couple of standout moments, but he is bottom sort of 10 in most statistical categories. 
Having said that, the Browns aren't great either. Um, so I think the Ravens will win this uh, on the strength of their defence. Um, and I think they'll get back to, to, to sort of ground and pound, run the football, get Lamar back running and, and try and limit the throws and get him into some sort of rhythm. Um, so yeah, Ravens will win, um, but I don't, I don't think it'll be a pretty one. I think this is a classic, you know, 16-12, 16-15 type game, but the Ravens will win and it'll be pretty abysmal for fantasy, I think. Sadly, probably. Um, next up, we've got the Washington uh, football team against the Cowboys. Who'd, who'd have thought this has sort of division-winning implications? Washington <laughs> have, 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 have clawed back to 6-6 six and six, um, on the back of a couple of straight victories. Um, Cowboys slipped from the start of the season. Um, obviously, the loss to the Raiders wasn't great. Uh, neither was the loss to the Broncos. Um, so this will be a close game. Um, the Washington football team defence is no joke. Um, and Prescott has struggled of late, um, but I am. I, th- I think the Cowboys will still edge it. I think they are a better team offensively. Um, it'll be interesting to see, obviously, um, what the split is in terms of Pollard and Zeke, because Pollard's just been outscoring these past two, two, three weeks. I'm not willing to give up on Zeke. Um, I'm not sure if you are, but I think that's the thing to keep an eye on because at the minute you just you can't pick really. Yeah, I mean, in one of our other leagues, I'm often tempted to play both of them just because. Uh, yeah, you don't want to decide. <laughs> no, and, and <laughs> yeah, one of them usually puts up good numbers, and sometimes they're both pretty even. So uh, yeah, it's a tricky one, but yeah, hard to predict. Um, next up, we've got the Titans and the Jaguars. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, simple. Titans, Titans have slipped of late, uh, but Jaguars are still the Jaguars. Um, I would expect the Titans to get back to winning ways here, um, divisional matchup. Um, Tannehill's not been good over these past few weeks, but as we've just seen with what Stafford did to the Jags' defense, I think this is a game they can they can get back in um, sort of offensive rhythm uh, with Tannehill um, and Dante Foreman at running back is probably worth a pickup as well. I think he'll see a fair amount of work this week. Very good. Uh, next up, we've got the Chargers and the Giants. Um, Chargers, fantastic win against the, the Bengals. Justin Herbert looked looked excellent, as we know he is. Um, Giants, not not so good. Their, their season is over. They ain't, they ain't making the playoffs, even though I think it is statistically possible. So I would expect the Chargers to win this one. Um, Herbert to play well again. Uh, Keenan Allen's really come on recently. He sort of stepped ahead of Mike Williams after that sort of um, midweek, mid-season downfall. Uh, so Keenan Allen's a must-start, as is, as is Austin Eckler. Very good. Uh, next up is your Broncos against the Lions. I wonder, I wonder if you if you wonder if you'll be feeling how I felt <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say we won't because I, I mean I, I think personally if we'd have had anyone above average in terms of quarterback we'd we'd have beat the Chiefs. We'd have, we we held Mahomes to no touchdowns and an interception. So I think we'll beat the Lions. Our defense is good enough. Our defense is better than the Vikings. Um, and hopefully Javante Williams, that, that train will keep, will, will keep running. So I think this should be a fairly easy game for the Broncos. Um, although, I, again, there's, there's no one apart from Javante that really excites me, to be honest. Very good. Next up, we got the Bengals and the 49ers. Now, this should be a tasty matchup. Um, Bengals got, well, got blown out by the Chargers. 49ers also coming off a loss to the Seahawks, so both teams will be wanting to bounce back. Um, 49ers again still in the playoff in hunt as are the Bengals um, but as we said earlier the Bengals have been inconsistent they blew the Steelers out they then got blown out by the Chargers 
Um, if I was to put money on it, I think I'd lean 49ers in this one. Um, having seen how Kittle played um, and having seen how the Bengals' offense did last week, um, I think the 49ers could edge this one. I think the Bengals' best chance would be to try and get ahead early um, and, and get the run game going because that's something they just, obviously, they couldn't do last week. Very good. And then we've got the Buccaneers against the Bills. Oof. Um, probably one of the matchups of the week weeks this one um obviously i know the bills had that horrific loss to the patriots but this is you know it's a chance for them to bounce back um however i i do think tom brady gets gets it done again um i, I can't see the buccaneers offense losing to the bills they've lost their best cornerback tradavius white um and as we've seen against the patriots that the the run game uh the patriots run game was all over them they just got manhandled in the trenches, so yeah, but Buccaneers win this, and unfortunately, I think this is another rough week for Josh Allen. Yeah, against that Bucks defense, more than likely. And then we've got the Packers and the Bears. Yeah, uh, Bears dreadful. Um, Packers, Aaron Rodgers seem to be rolling. Um, I think they they'll probably be my pick. Um, to get to the Super Bowl, there uh, from the NFC. So yeah, I I can't see the Packers losing this one. Um. Obviously, Devon Adams, Aaron Rodgers, uh, they, they pretty much always have a decent game. Um, and in other leagues, I've, I've, I've picked him up, I know, um, earlier in the season. AJ Dillon's really come on along strong recently as well, since obviously Aaron Jones has been nursing that injury. So I think he'd, he'd be worth a, worth a start against the Bears, I think. Very good. And then we've got the Cardinals against the Rams to finish off the week. Very excited for this one. Um, if I am off the next day, I'm tempted to stay up for this one's um, obviously, if the Rams win, they they go a game back, so there is there's massive implications in this one. Kyler coming off the injury, um, I do know obviously he had a decent game against the Bears, but it's the Bears, um, so I, I'm going to go with the Rams here. Um, I think Stafford shows what he's made of. I think the Rams bounce back, um, and I think the defense sort of holds Kyler in check. I don't think he has as easy a time of it as he did against the Bears, so I'm going to go with the Rams in this one. Very good. Awesome. Uh, so that's week 14 to look forward to. And now is the time to have a little look at Dynasty and see how things went down last week. Um, well, we've already said uh, you managed to get the victory against Lewis Jack. Uh, sadly for Lewis, I think he had the worst performance of the week um, with 109.3 and you picked up 136.84. So do you want to talk us through it? Yeah, um, obviously buzzing to get the win. Two straight now, so I'm still alive. Big performance with me. Stafford up 24, cut with 27.9. Um, Steelers defence with 11. Um, and then Russell Wilson with a 15 is pretty average for him. Um, but, you know, nice to see him get back to winning ways. On the flip side, Lewis had lots of underperformances. Wentz was garbage. Amari Cooper was garbage. He went into the Monday night matchup needing 20 points from Emmanuel Sanders, who only got five. So, yeah, easy, comfortable win in the end. Yeah, which is, I guess, what you wanted to see. Um, for me, it was it was tight. Um, it was tight. It was, I, was, it was the, I was worried. It was the tightest matchup of the uh, of the week. Uh, I got 158.6 and Sam got 149.12. So there were less than 10 points in it. Uh, there were times where I genuinely thought that Sam, Sam might win. Um, but fortunately, I pulled through. So as we were saying, Pat Mahomes, just the 12.56 points there. 
Joe Mixon, quite quite a bad performance as well, eight points. And Austin Eckler, 15. So my heavy hitters uh, didn't really hit very heavily. Um, however, um, Jalen Waddell was back in my lineup after my uh, spurning of him last week. And I, I will forever <laughs> apologize to him because, yeah, solid performance again. Uh, nine receptions, uh, 90 yards. So a nice 18 points there. You can't ask for more. Waddell has just been... Amazing. A revelation for me this year. I've I've really been pleased with with how consistent he's been. Um, Stefan Diggs, a nine pointer, but again that New England uh, and Bills game was just horrendous from a kind of weather point of view. <laughs> so so. Um, I needed. I think I went into the uh, the final matchup needing uh, eight points from Diggs and the Patriots defense. Fortunately, they doubled that for me, so that that helped me out. Kelsey, five points. Again, really disappointing. Uh, Deontay Johnson was in the top ten, so I was pretty happy with his performance, and as was David Montgomery. So those were the two guys from my team that broke into the top ten. Taylor Heineke did a better job than Pat Mahomes. He was my standing for Jalen Hurts this week, and Justin Tucker did okay. Um, Whereas on Sam's side, obviously Lamar Jackson played pretty well. 16 points, not too bad. Um, <laughs> our our favourite fella, Devonte Freeman, uh, oh, twenty sick. points. Sonny Michelle, twenty-two point nine. So again, backups for for Sam here, who just came out and did really well. Uh, Kenny Golladay, six points, not great. Uh, Mike Williams, seventeen points, pretty damn good. And then Goddard again. We said he was in the top ten. Um, you know, he he was the top scoring player on Sam's team. He also outscored all of my players with his twenty nine point five. Um, however, because he did well, I think Devonte Smith didn't. Devonte yeah. Smith only got three point five. Uh, AJ Green two point four, not great. Trevor Lawrence five point eight, pretty abysmal. Uh, <laughs> Matt Gay did pretty well. Um, he was uh, how many field goals did he get? Two, three field goals, four extra points. Not bad, 15 points. And the Miami Dolphins' defense has been keeping to its decentish ways and put up a nine-pointer. So, yeah, Sam could couldn't. It, well, he was very close to beating me, to be honest. I was I was sweating a little bit, uh, but I was I was quite glad to come out with the win. So that does put me now on 11 and two. So I've got the number one uh, spot, and uh, no one can take it from me now because there's only one week left. So I've got a lovely bye coming up um so i don't really even need to think about next week jack uh, might no, as well. i'll do it on my own <laughs> yeah no, no point in setting the lineup is there um <laughs> next up we've got uh rohan against alex and i think alex did very well here yeah comfortable win for for alex um some standout performances we discussed in the top 10 uh Javonte williams 29 uh, T. Higgins, 29 as well. Um, Antonio Gibson, uh, been really good lately with a 22-piece. Um, Keenan Allen, I mentioned, also with 22. Um, nice three tight ends to start for Alex, which is, that's just the way he rolls. He loves a tight end. Mark Andrews, Dawson Knox, and Mike Gesicki all starting uh, with 9, 3, and 11. And then Tua with 17.86. Not a bad little week for Tua. And Dan Carlson um, with 11 for his kicker. On the flip side, Rohan, Brady with 28, fantastic as always, um, which meant Mike Evans put up 16.9, right on cue. Um, Edwards, Alaire and Stevenson, 11 and 7, so not great from the running backs. And then obviously Adam Thielen only with the one point, uh, really did hamper him. Um, decent performances from Metcalf, Lockett and Gronkowski, um, 19 and 21. 
Um, but in the end, I think yeah, Alex just had he had he had three players that put absolute worldly performances up. So yeah, it was tough for Rohan. Yeah, it was. I think Rohan is safe though. I think he's in the playoffs now. Uh, let's just quick look. Yeah. yeah. Um, so despite the loss, I don't think he'll be too disappointed. Um, then next up, we've got uh, another big one, which was uh, Elliot against James. James coming in with the win there, with one hundred and seventy-six point seven eight points to Elliot's one hundred and sixty-one point nine four. So Elliot, before the week began, he was having a bit of a panic at the old QB position. He traded a fourth-round pick for for Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> Um, I mean, a one point three. One point three points for a fourth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he would have. He would have probably been better off just not playing anybody almost. But <laughs> I mean, yeah, you've you've got to do these things. You have got to take these risks. Um, you do. You know, you do. For, for all you know, Tyrod could have actually got a couple of touchdowns, and it would have just pushed him over the edge. As it happens, unfortunately, it didn't quite work that way. Dak Prescott didn't do too well for James, however. Um, we have James Connor, who's who's been a bit of a dark horse in this competition, really. Um, so he is the RB ten in PPR scoring. He's the RB five in standard, which is crazy. Um, he's in nineteen points. Miles Gaskin didn't really show up. Uh, Hopkins in his first game back, I believe, um, only eleven yeah. points. It's not great. Justin Jefferson, obviously, the number one. Uh, was he the number one? No, he's the number two player, wasn't he? Or was he the number one? I can't remember now. Two, I believe. Number two, yeah. Uh, 36.6 points. Um, and then we've got Noah Fant, who didn't do too great either. Uh, Godwin, 31 points. Great game. Elijah Mitchell. Um, sorry. Is it Elijah or is it Eli? Oh, it is Elijah. I just wondered whether it was only Eli. 17.4. <laughs> uh, Jared Goff, 18.94. Oh, he he outplayed his expectations. And then we've got Nick Falcon and the Philly defense that neither really did too much uh, on James's side obviously Prescott 11 uh, Najee Harris with 15 which is kind of average Saquon Barkley with 13 uh, Terry McLaurin with 5 not great um, Hollywood Brown with 10 which is okay but it was George Kittle really that, that the stole the show for uh, James 41.6 points and then uh, Alexander Madison with uh, 21 points standing in for, for Dalvin Cook there so if you to analyze this even further, obviously Cook is is uh, Elliot's player, um, so it's almost like James essentially siphoned all of Cook's points <laughs> across to his own. So Elliot was, yeah, in a bit of a tough spot there as well, and then Pollard as well. Um, you know, the backup arguably to uh, to to Zeke, but he's still getting more points. So Pollard was a great shout for James, who again helped to solidify this victory. And Derek Carr, twelve points, not too good. And then a great performance from uh, from the Colts defense with 19, 19 points there. So God. it all just fell together for James this week. I it think did. Um, he obviously having the number one score of the week uh, tied in with He'll a few decent decent other scores just just meant that he could take the win. So Elliot is now uh, he's still in second place, but he's dropped to eight and five. So there is a possibility that next week Tom might take the lead and nick that buy spot. So. It's one to watch. Uh, the number two, uh, the second um, second seed spot is, uh, yeah, very much all to play for between Tom and Elliot, which, you know, as we kind of looked at at the start of the year, we were expecting that that, that would be the case, that maybe me, Tom and uh, Elliot would be vying for these spots. And it, it seems like our predictions were 
bang on the nail there. So um, we'll see what happens next week. And then finally, we've got Tom, who unfortunately had a loss this week to Kieran. 123 sorry, points for Tom. 158 for Kieran. I don't know if you want to take this yeah, one. I'll fire. Yeah, I mean, it's a pretty simple one. Tom Tom just had a lot of underperformances. We've mentioned Josh Allen, only 10. Zeke with 6. Tyreek Hill has just done nothing um, this week. 4. Um, he had a couple of decent performances. Justin Herbert, we mentioned, with 26. Michael Pittman with 17. And Leonard, Leonard Fournette again with a nice 22. On the flip side, Kieran had a lot of players short for him. Um, Kyler Murray coming back with 28. Sanders and Josh Jacobs with 18 and 24. Um, C.D. Lamb with another fantastic performance, 19. Uh, and all reliable Kirk Cousins with 19 as well. Um, so yeah, t- Tom just had too many of his his big hitters, so to speak. Um, just do nothing, unfortunately. So yeah, Kieran with the, in the end, comfortable win. Yeah, I mean, Kirk Cousins, he is the number eight QB, um, which is crazy. He's a top ten quarterback, ladies and gentlemen. So, he's yeah, sure everyone... me. <clears throat> well, exactly. Everyone had him <laughs> down at sort of 20, but he's uh, he's been playing well. Um, so, let's have a look at the scores on the doors. So, oh, God, it's so tight. <laughs> it really is. So, in at 10th place, um, at the bottom of the league table, is Kieran with four and nine. And then... At number nine, again on four and nine, is James. Uh, we've got Sam at number eight. He's on five and eight, tied with yourself at number seven, who is also on five and eight. Then we get to the playoff spots. It's Lewis with six and seven. So uh, oh, feasibly, feasibly, you can sneak in still. Uh, Jack, you have a significant amount of more uh, points for. 200. <laughs> over 200 points uh, accumulated you have. I deserve this. So, yeah, uh, it's, it's a tight one. Then at number five, we've got Rohan with seven and six. And then we've also got number four, a seven and six team with Alex. Uh, and then we've got number three, which is Tom, eight and five. Also eight and five. At number two is Elliot. And then there's myself at 11 and two. Um, so the only people to have beaten me this season who, uh, yeah, Elliot and Alex. So... Yeah, at least I'll be Elliot in one of the games. Um, so next week, I think. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, just I'm playing. I'm playing Alex. <laughs> I'm playing Alex. Great. Um, so Alex, yeah, he's probably going to beat me again. God damn it! But yeah, massive playoff implications, as you say. Um, who are you playing next so week? So I'll 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 run a little run through it. So I've got so I've got some massive game between me and Tom. Um, projecteds are only four apart in my favour. Wow. Um, obviously, Tom ideally would like to win in order to secure the bye, but obviously would need Elliot to lose because he does have um, over 160 fewer points. Um, obviously, I need to win, and I then need Lewis to lose to James, um, which he is projected to do so. Um, 20 points in James's favour. Um, the killer for Lewis this week being the Colts have the bye week, so he doesn't have George, uh, Jonathan Taylor and Carson Wentz. So I think James can pip him there. Um, we've then got Rohan and Sam, pretty much a non-starter. Um, Sam, although I think could make it, would need a monumental scoring performance because uh, he's he's 400 behind me and 200-odd behind Lewis. So I don't think he can make it, unfortunately. And then Elliot, who would like to win just to secure that second seed, plays Kieran. Um, but again, only three in it in terms of the projecteds. I've got to say, in terms of matchups, there's a lot of close ones this week. 
Yeah, he's very much on the line, and uh, so. it's going to be a tough one. I think, obviously, Elliot's team is a bit banged up, but he might get a couple of guys back yeah, for the playoffs. So, so that uh, first first week by, uh, first sort of round by, would be really useful for El, I think. Um, obviously, Tom will want to be getting that just so that he's uh, he doesn't have to worry about it too much, but I do feel like Tom's team is in a sort of healthier place than El's. So, mm, agreed. Um, if he were to lose uh, to you, then I do think that he would quite well. He should be able to make it through the first round. Um, but yeah, uh, then obviously Lewis Lewis needs to lose for you to be able to sneak in if you beat Tom. Um, so it's going to be an yeah. interesting podcast next week, that's for sure. It is. There's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot to be decided. Uh, there's a lot to be decided, and it's it's all very even. I mean, the only one that's kind of a bit of a blowout looks to be Rohan against Sam. Um, but I mean, my predicted against Sam last week was supposed to be a blowout, and yet it ended up being very close to the wire. So you don't know until it happens. But I mean, me and Alex, I think we have not point two points between us in predicted, which is God. crazy. <laughs> I mean, I don't have hurts, but I didn't have hurts this week. So, oh, and I haven't got a defense in there actually, which will help help prop my points up a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's all all to play for. So. Yeah, uh, I guess thank you very much for listening. The next time we speak and the next time we broadcast, it will be uh, following week 14 and it will be the end of the regular season, which is just crazy to think that we've come this far. So I guess we'll see who sneaks into the playoffs, who gets the uh, that nice little rest on the first week. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a strange landscape and it's ever-shifting, so I guess we'll see what happens in the week ahead. But until that time, good luck with all your matchups, and we'll see you on the other side.